Welcome, everybody, to episode number 22 of the Battered Marlins podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, we have another three Battered Marlins fans, and we will go one by one. But I want to start off with our very special guest, Eli from Fish on First. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing terrific, fellas. Uh, I guess I'm in the spaz slot for this episode. <laughs> I, I've never I've never had a mustache in my entire life, so it's not like a perfect fill-in right there, one for one, but I'll do my best. Thank you for the oh. invite. Nobody has a stash like the Spaz. No so one. Don't worry. Nobody could fill those shoes. Uh, well, let's start with the one that probably has the best chance to, Brenton, with your magnificent Ooh, beard. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing better now. Um, after today's game, um, all in all, had a good week. Uh, for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you know I got to take my uh, my kids to the ballpark Tuesday night. Very and awesome. uh, my daughter's first game ever year and a half and she freaking loved it man she was all about it so first of many trips with those two so i'm doing all right and uh last but definitely not least mr cali how are you doing sir doing all right man very busy time in my life i'm very tired i am drained but i'm here i'm excited i'm glad we were able to catch a win before we hopped on so we're here baby yeah. I was kind of happy about it, but like when I was making the thumbnail earlier today, I was like, this is just, this just feels right. Should we just start looking towards 2024? And when we just got on right before we started, hit that red button, Eli said, you probably want to change that, that, that thumbnail because it just doesn't feel the same after an impressive well, win. Yeah. At the very least on the bottom for people watching on YouTube, update the record. It's recording this right after the win. That oh got man. Back to 67 that. and 67. You, you are, you looks are a lot right. better than 66 and 67. Yeah, so when we record right. on game days, Eli, Danny always is like, okay, I updated the, the, the record at the bottom. And he always puts a win. Always, and this is the first time he hasn't, Mr. Optimistic. <laughs> I, I, you're right. I usually predict the the record, and I just put it out there, and uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, I dropped the ball. I'm telling you, today's just a mess. I just can't help it. I'm Disaster. gonna update that as we're going. As we're going, yep. I'm gonna update it. So That's why we uh, waved his ass. <laughs> as I guess before we we talk about the previous two series, I mean, we just got done watching them beat the Nationals in Washington. So I'll start with Eli. What did you think about tonight's performance? Because I mean. Obviously, one of the best wins we've seen because we haven't seen many in the recent couple weeks. Well, I have to shout out, I believe it was Branson on the last show that drew my attention to the fact that the Marlins have been so good in Braxton starts this year. I had not noticed that trend until you brought that up. And so we could update it say 19 <laughs> and 7 when he starts. So you can do the math. They Wild, are 12 it? games below 500 when it's anybody else aside from Braxton. And of course, people remember he was not in the opening day rotation, he was the next man up. And right. He's still going strong this deep into the year. I mean, really, the only moment of maybe some controversy in this game is him coming out of the game after only 70-something pitches when he was still cruising and he had a decent cushion in it. That's kind of the uh, the biggest point of contention in this one. That's how smooth it was. Um, yeah, did a really good job. Um, at times this year, he's been a surprising strikeout guy, but in this game, pitching to contact, getting a lot of quick outs, and it wasn't even luck. It was a lot of soft contact. That's been a big piece of this um, for this team moving forward is him. They were relying so much on him and Lazardo in particular, the two guys to keep it going 
pitching innings that they'd never pitched before this deep into the year. And despite a l- some ups and downs, Braxton in particular, he's just been extremely consistent. So we kept that up in this one. And well, the big difference from this in the previous couple of weeks is the offense finally going off. This is the most runs they've scored in a game in almost two weeks. And uh, so much of that came early on. Uh, I guess last week they got some alternate version of Joan Edan, who was mm-hmm. pitching a no-no through six innings. Yep. They, I guess that was yeah. Goat Adon. He <laughs> plopped in for just one appearance, and now he came back down to earth, and they got the regular guy in there. Um, I was talking a little bit about this on our live stream earlier tonight, that maybe simply facing the same arms that they just faced, maybe that could do something to get them out of this extended slump. Both him and each of the next two starters they face in the series are guys they just hit against last weekend in Miami. Um, so that familiarity usually favors the hitters as well. I guess you could attribute that to making the difference, but overall just a really good night, a couple bombs, one from jazz and one from burger, uh, a win a kind of game that you just hadn't seen from this team in a couple weeks. Am I the only one that was worried going into, even though it was a four run lead, I was still worried going into the ninth when burger hit that home run. I felt a little bit more comfortable, but I was worried. Cali, you know, no nerves. Were you stone cold ninth inning? No, I mean, I, I didn't really have any This This felt like one of our – this is a win that we definitely needed, especially coming off of what, what we saw yesterday with uh, against the Rays. Um, we needed something like this. And and it felt like one of those that, like, we, it never really felt in doubt. We, we kind of cruised through this one. And, and, again, I've been very, very high on Braxton this year, and, and we have been uh, very good. I didn't know – I didn't have the number, Eli, so I, I appreciate that. 19-7 and seven when he starts. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Something about when you when the kid pitches, these guys play a little better, and uh, I think I think we saw a lot of that today. So I'm happy with I'm happy with this one. So Brian, I was the only one because I know I'm Mr. Yeah. Optimistic, but I wasn't optimistic going into the ninth. Listen, I, I, I was waiting for I, Dave Robertson to come in and just blow it. When I saw it. Puck warming up, I said we got this. And Puck we've been made you we've been rough way? on Puck, but if you look at his recent starts, like the dude's got like under one ERA, like he's. He's been really good, and I think it's because, you know, and we've talked about it before, like Puck is a guy who's, like, not really good in back-to-back days. He needs a little bit of rest in between his starts, and I think platooning the closer role with with Robertson um, so he can blow some saves in between Puck saves has been pretty good. But then, um, you know, the the reinstallation of our, you know, of our friend, um, geez, I just, God. I just blanked on on. Oh, that's embarrassing! I forgot his name. It is really embarrassing for you, to be honest. It is Tanner Scott. <laughs> there it is. Especially because, like, episode two, like I met his like aunt or whatever in Disney. So yeah, no, the the putting him back in that role too has been good. But um, you know, in Puck we trust, and in Robertson we can't wait till that contract expires. Eli, if you had to pick one person to close out the games in the ninth, who would you go roll out with? Tanner Scott, it'd be him. Um, it's really just between him and Nardi. Those two are so far and beyond above everybody else. Um, well, for most of this year, and especially right now, both finishing strong. Um, although I agree, Puck has been trending in the right direction. He had that weird misstep in his previous outing where he had a few walks, but also he got squeezed on at least one of those as well, where yeah. I felt he pitched better than uh, the results would suggest. So he's in the right direction too. And even though we have some sample of him doing well, I would simply go out with Scott. And I, I know there's some trepidation about it because how much 
He was shaky as a closer last year. He's a better pitcher this year. Like he's just attacking the zone better than really he ever has in his entire career that he's having a career year and he's been so great this year. I think you need to trust him in that. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'm with just everybody else as being stunned as how much Robertson has fallen. Like I totally agreed with plugging him into the closer role when they acquired him. And now, um, I don't know if we want to talk about the waiver claim situation that happened today. Like, I think the team was prepared to, uh, if they had got, they were trying to get more relief help. And if they did, I think they would really bumped Robertson even further down the pecking order. They have no faith in him whatsoever at this point. Danny knew. Yeah. Danny knew about Robertson. He tried to warn us. And I was like, Kim, executive of the year. (laughs) And he he knew. (laughs) Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I just, Robertson, he, he's been look as far as I've watched him, never has a clean inning, just never does. And, and it's for a closer, you want him to be able to get three up, three down, and he's just incapable of that. Um, going into today, right before we got back to 500, which I haven't been able to fix yet, before we got to 500, I was looking, and the last time we were at 500 was oh, and I tweeted it out May 25th, and then between May 25th and the all star break, we managed to go 28 and 13. And then right after the All-Star break, we managed to go 13 and 28. When I saw that, I was like, how the hell is that even – how is that even possible? So my question to you, Eli, what is the real Marlins team? Is it the 28 and 13 that got us hyped up and 14 games over 500? Or is it that 13 and 28, which we kind of just lived through and it kind of just tore apart our souls? It's closer, I believe, to the 28 and 13. No, re- recognize Is that, that a homer's take. No, there was a lot of goofy stuff happening to uh, create that 28 and 13. Such a long list of wins that pivoted on these wacky plays of teams beating them, themselves against the Marlins. So that was, it was, I'm just saying, performing like that and being able to at least you know score as many runs as your opponent. That was looking like a well rounded team at that time where the starting pitching was pretty good the bullpen was great for a lot of that stretch and the lineup got a lot of clutch hits and what we've seen what the last couple of weeks is the total the offense and those clutch hits going away what we saw from i guess the second half of july first half of august is there was inconsistencies with the rotation and the bullpen was awful um but when this team is firing i think it is still just this kind of well-rounded combination there are i mean they're the big holes that have never been addressed that catcher and that shortstop um, and there's nothing that could have been really, there's just no answers there. Um, I guess you could fault the team for not trying more new stuff. The fact that we're in September and all we know is the Fortes Stallings catcher situation. And all we know is the Wendell and birdie shortstop situation that now they feel stuck with it at this point. So it's not a perfect team. It's not a great team. It's a team that I, I felt relatively early on and still feel as still has this little chance of just fighting for that third wild card spot. I think it's a, it could be slightly above average. And in this day and age in this playoff structure, all you have to be is slightly above average to make it, it to the playoffs. And so mm-hmm. as much damage as they've done to themselves uh, the last month and a half, um, they gave themselves such a big cushion in the first place that you wake up at this moment and they are, what, two and a half games back? Out of the wild card, yeah. yeah. It, like you said, that cushion is crazy because after the, the last month, when I looked at those two and a half still out, I was like, man, they're still in it. But that, that upcoming schedule is brutal. Now, going back to this past weekend, Brenton, you predicted a series win against the Nationals here at home. I think you might have predicted a sweep, actually. 
He did. So, did. <laughs> so takeaways from that 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 sweep that we witnessed against the the Nationals. So in in I said it last week. Um, I felt that these two series were probably going to be make and break for us. I, I think right. at the end of this current national series, we will know if we're going to be a playoff team or not. Because, you know, my opinion is, is take losing two out of three from the Nats, you're not a playoff team. You know, I, I think what we've failed to do the second half of the season that we did so well in the first half of the season is win games that we should win against teams we should beat. And when you look at what's coming up in the schedule, like we are the team that those teams should beat. Like we're the team that the Dodgers should be able to sweep, that the Phillies should be able to take two out of three, that the Brewers should be able to at least split the series and the Braves are going to sweep us, you know? So, to wow, me, where's the, if, where's the optimism, Brent? Jesus Christ. My optimism was in the beginning of the season. I told everybody we have to get, we have to pad the stats when we can. <clears throat> and and Callie has been the, the biggest, you know, September is, is it like that's death row for, for the season. It could be if, if we didn't have enough of a buffer and, and I just, I was so disheartened to only take one out of three from the Nats because not only did we like, you know, the Friday game wasn't necessarily a, a, a great um, performance, but I thought the Saturday game was a great pitching opportunity that we wasted again. We almost wasted the Sunday opportunity. Um, you know, Sandy looked good on, well, we did not get into the race. We'll talk about that later. But, um, you know, I just, there's a lot of little things that are going wrong right now that I just don't know. I don't know that we can afford to make those same mistakes against the teams we're going to be facing going up. So for me, taking losing two out of three, I've got this much hope left, this much, and and it all hinges on what's going to happen in the next week. Caddy, the um, fact that oh, I'm sorry, Caddy, the fact no, that that um we should have won that series two one if it wasn't for David Robertson's meltdown in the ninth that that second game. Does that give you a little peace of mind, the fact that it was just that ninth inning that kind of ruined it? Because for the most part, you you've, you put in Tanner Scott, and maybe you win that game. Yeah, but we're at this point of the season where everything counts. you know. And the the only bit of optimism that I have is the fact that as bad as we've been, we're still only two and a half games out of the wild card. That's that's the the, the shimmering hope we have um you know and and we've and it's something especially i feel like i've been talking about is that you know mid-august through september it's the schedule's brutal when we had mish on uh not too long ago you know he he mentioned we had the hardest remaining schedule in baseball mm -hmm. um you know and unfortunately my hopes for the playoffs are i mean i i'm i'm not i'm not optimistic at this point um, like we, I, we can, we can sweep the nationals, man, but then we have LA, we, uh, you know, the Phillies are hot, Brewers are hot, the Braves and the Mets are the fucking Mets. But, um, it, it I, I'm just, I'm not optimistic. Um, I just, you know, I think we had, we had a good run, man. And 
uh, what what do we say? Get get to get to eighty six games, 86 or 60, wins. 86 wins. I don't I don't think we're getting there. I, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to believe that we get to eighty at this rate. Um, you know, my 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 hope is diminished. And I will say, I think it was a game last night that I don't. Really, I, I think it was a game last night that I I tweeted out like just shut down Yuri, shut down Sandy, shut down. Yeah, Braxton. it was last night. <laughs> Let, let's let's bring out the kids, bro. This is done. Like let's let's stop fucking around here. So uh, to what you were uh, talking about just a second ago, uh, for the remaining twenty eight games left, we have the fifth uh, hardest schedule remaining. Uh, Washington's first, then followed by St. Louis, Tampa, Colorado. And then your Miami Marlins. So definitely a, a tough, a tough road ahead. But it's not impossible, you know. I mean, I'm trying to stay positive, but I mean, gone, like I did, I've seen this yeah. movie before. It's over. Yeah. Look, we made it to September, <laughs> roll, two and a half out. So roll, roll the credits, baby. I'm done. Listen, nothing. But just because our outlook on the rest of the season, maybe we're not making the playoffs. That's what we're feeling. But you know, I don't want to take anything away from what the season has been because in no predictions in the beginning of the season did any of us think that come the end of august we'd be talking we're in contention for a wild card spot we went out we bought at the trade deadline like i think we've had a good season and i think it's a great season to build on but yeah the hope is 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 evading rapidly yeah i and and again like the hope was always like like we mentioned it i, I think episode one was get b500 and have and give us a prayer um you know we're, we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna get i mean we may we may finish 500 but i i don't i don't uh i don't think we get there but i don't i don't think that means the season is a failure i right. think there you know uh i think there there's a foundation in place that is positive trending forward jake burger got an absolute bomb today he's been good with us he's under club control so i believe 2028 um you know we have a young staff you know, exciting arms, you know, con a controllable contracts. I'm I'm not mad at the situation that the Marlins are in right now. You know, these guys, if we keep this core together, they continue progressing and getting older. And, you know, eventually these young guys will have a couple years of big league experience under their belt and things change. But yeah, I, I don't think not making the playoffs is necessarily a failure. It's just, it's, it's tough when we saw where we were at the all-star break yeah. and then, we we got here. Sorry, C's, bro. I'm I've been doing this shit for too long, man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Eli, jumping over to the race series. Sandy looked okay up until the sixth. That sixth started. He had like 80 pitches. By by the time they scored all those runs, he was like at 110. Like, yeah. I, I figured at some point you got to pull him, but they let him just ride it out like they always do, and uh, came back to bite him in the ass. So overall, race series, two game series. I mean. What did you think of the race series overall? A wacky series when you look back at it because they were outscored 14 to 2 in that series. Mm -hmm. But you watch the games and like they were, you talked about the first game, they were winning into the sixth inning. The yep. second game, it was tied as long as it could be tied until you went to extra innings. So the final score is not really indicative of how close it was. But um, yeah, that being said, I guess the biggest things you hook on is one you could look at that sandy decision i think you had to pull them before they they did 100%. really the, the absolute like final straw was that hit by pitch where he totally yanked a well, one of his off-speed pitches in that situation it was still tied and sandy hates going leaving in the middle of an inning. we know that 
and Skip pro- is probably <laughs> he doesn't like taking him out in the middle of the inning. Um, but that was a situation where it was just so obvious um, that even as he has had a much better second half than first half, he's still not the guy that he was last year. He's not the Superman that he was last year. And mm-hmm. he, um, in a lot of these games, he just is not quite the same later on as he is in earlier on. And so you need to make that adjustment. You need to recognize that it's a tough spot because the bullpen has just been not great. There's so few guys that skip really trust back there right now. So, um, and he knows that the reaction is a lot different when one of the relievers gives it up then when Sandy gives it up and changes the game in that situation, the reaction is completely different. Even inside the clubhouse, the clubhouse reacts differently. The clubhouse would prefer to see Sandy win or lose with Sandy out there rather than anybody else. Understandably so. So that's part of it. Uh, But the other one was, yeah, just the lineup continuing to struggle really badly, Uh, going up two of the better starters that the Rays had available in Savali and then in Eflin. Um, but yeah, just not scoring. Jazz produced only two runs uh, of that series. It stood out to me that he was using his different batting stance. I pointed that out in the moment that he uh, yeah, changed that. up his batting stance a little bit, uh, hit a home run in that first game, and then as we're recording tonight, had another long home run in this one. So I'm glad that may have unlocked something for him. He's been a big. He's been one of the many guys in this offense that is just not producing the way you need to, that you're counting on, and that you just don't have any alternatives to him uh, in center field, really. So. We, it's it's either he performs or you're screwed. And even if he does perform, you might be screwed just because they are looking up at so many teams in the wild card race. Yeah, it's still the offense and the bullpen. Uh, and the moment that David Robertson gave up yet another, taking another L in that situation. Um, the reason why he was in that situation is because they didn't score in the first nine innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Nationals series, the Jazz was showing off the glove a little bit, even though he had that, that one where he dove, and I want to say it was in the ninth inning of that second game where it hit off his glove that led to like a double or a triple. And um, but I, I thought Jazz is as we said, he he's athletic enough to play center field, and every passing game I feel like he's improving. So that's always good. Um, Brian, I know you you want, you want to say something about the Rays game before we move on to something else. Yeah. Um. You know the the one thing that I think. I think the turning point in that Rays game, especially the two or the specifically the Tuesday game, was that um that botched fielding attempt between Arise and um and Solaire. When those two collided and and well almost collided and now, you know, Solaire's out with a little little knock. But um to me, right when that happened, you could almost sense that like something changed. And and to me, it gave me vibes of um of like past Marlins teams where one thing happens and then everything unravels. And that's what we saw. Sandy had that bad inning. Then Ogre comes in and then we saw birdie and uh burger collide and, and it just started falling apart. And, and like, to me, the Rays series demoralized me even more than the Nats series. Like I didn't really expect us to go out there and sweep the Rays, but I thought we should win at least one of the split the series if we're going to be serious contenders and to me seeing all those little errors like those aren't errors that that playoff teams or serious contenders make and let alone make one mistake like that like not calling for a ball in one game but they made two of those same errors in in the same game which to me just kind of shows the team's almost there but they're not not quite ready yet and and we're going to start well, we'll see what happens. We're in the pressure cooker now, but that was my takeaway from the Tampa series. 
Um, this past weekend, Arise finally let off after like three weeks. And Callie and I have gone back and forth about having Arise leading off. Callie doesn't like the idea. I feel like that's where he should be. I'm kind of curious, Eli, do you think that Arise should stay at leadoff or should they move Jazz back there? I prefer Arise there um, than Jazz. It's There's not a perfect solution. It's it's one of the, I wouldn't say it's a hole on the team because I kind of like those players for different reasons, but it is they don't have a, a ideal leadoff guy that's kind of cast right. that position um, because even when Arise gets on base, he's not a good base runner, so not a whole lot happens unless somebody behind somebody him does big right. damage anyway mm-hmm. um what it does is it gets a rise up as often as the leadoff hitter bats as many times as anybody on the team and with the rise like he's somebody that at any stage of the game you feel like he could get a hit against that bad pitcher no matter what it is uh where with jazz like there's just his approach is just not conducive to hitting leadoff like he's there he just makes decisions up there that uh, sometimes had me scratching my head where he's, yeah, it's too much about slugging for him and not enough about getting on base. He doesn't balance those two parts of the game as well as I would like to up there. Um, even though he's, he has the speed. If you put jazz's legs on rises, everything else, then that's a, that's a really great leadoff guy. But um, yeah, I, I prefer a rise up there with uh, what they have. And you just need to, uh, tonight was a rare multi-hit game for him. Um, his first that he's had in a while. That the difference between hot, uh, like peak arise and normal rise is going between one for four and going two for four. <laughs> he's been going one for four like every game the last month. Um, and when he was at the top of his game, he's two for four, two for five every night. So it's just one ball that's not falling for him that was falling for him earlier in the season. It feels like it could just be fixable at any moment with him. Yeah, I think you just need to ride or die with him the rest of the way and kind of have faith. You just you know what he looks like when he's on top of his game, as he was for so much early in the year. And when he is hitting, getting that many singles, then it is still it's pretty great to have that on the top of the lineup. Is there um, any thought behind the idea? And this is my idea, right? So nobody else said it. I just randomly came up with this that maybe it's best that he wasn't batting close to 400 just money wise. When we try to re-sign him this coming summer, like, <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. That's that's part of it. When so, uh, I remember early in the year, well, when they made that trade, the first thing I was on the the presser with Kim in right after they got him, and one of my questions there was about the extension because he was in this unique position where he's already mm-hmm. this really established hitter, but he was only 25 when that trade happened, and right now he's just turned to 26, 26, where yeah. he's already so established and he has skills that you think could age really well. Uh, same way that Tony Gwynn did, even when he got 50 mm-hmm. pounds heavier, 60 pounds heavier and deep into his 30s. Like um, <laughs> that ability to find the gaps and make contact and the vision that he has, uh, that stuff ages so well. That, like this is a guy where uh, he made a whole lot of sense entering this year as an extension candidate. They obviously didn't do that. Didn't seem like they got close. And there were people, it was the ambivalence early in the year where he's, hitting 400 and you're like wow well now they can't afford him they've been yeah, now we can't this while last sure. because <laughs> they can and now as as it settles down this is still a career year for him it's still a great year both offensively yeah. and, and defensively at second base being better than i thought and most importantly just being available uh that was a big reason why the twins traded him is they didn't think he would hold up they thought this guy is he's not in great shape uh they don't like his second base defense they just didn't think he was an everyday 162 game player and he's on pace now to 
um, play like a fully healthy season um, in a way that's really surprising. So, I mean, to get to the end of it, I, yeah, I think it's still, he's come back down enough that he's, I think he's still affordable. Uh, I would suggest that I, I think they still, the way, despite the ups and downs that he's had, that's a pretty big, that should be a point, big like focus for them this offseason to look into that. 100%. And look, when, when I saw, look, when I say that he's had, he's come off a little bit, like you said, it's instead of two for four, it's one for four. He's still batting over 300. He's still amazing. It's just, you know, if he's batting almost 400, then, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to re-sign him. Now, moving over just to the to the year overall, Brighton. I know Cali already said, that's it. Fold it up, ship him out, bring all the young guys in. Brighton, are you giving up on this season already? Um, you that's know, I want to. I want to, but I, I'm, I'm going to say no. Um, I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet. Um, I think what we do against the Nationals, uh, if we don't take three out of four with the Nationals, I'm ready to write the season off. Even if we um, go two and two? Even if we go two and two. Because the Nationals, again, are a team that we should beat. We've got um, we've got good pitching options coming up, like favorable lineup matchups. Like I, I really feel like we need to we need to take three out of four from the Nats. Um, you know, and, and by the time we record on Thursday, we will know for sure. Uh, I, I will either be totally despondent on next week's podcast, or I'll be like, I'll be the only optimist because, um, you know, the Dodgers are, are, yeah. are a good team. Um, we, we went to LA and performed really well. Like Yuri had that amazing game against them and, and we did pretty well for going to LA. And so hopefully, we can take some games out of them. So I'm not ready to write it off. Um, you know, whatever happens record wise and playoff wise for this year, I think in my book, this has been a successful year. We've had, we've had amazing turnout in attendance. Like the Tuesday game I was at, it wasn't like heavily attended, but it was, it was a lot more than normal Tuesday games. I couldn't move as close as I used to be able to, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, we bought at the deadline controllable guys who, who can contribute for a while. Like, and we have exciting players. So I'm, I'm happy with the year, even though I could be a little downtrodden next, next week about our playoff chances. But, you know, this, this next week is pivotal um, and, and we'll know. And, and if we, lose the next three to the Nats and lose two out of three to the Dodgers. I say, bring up the kids and, and shut Yuri down and let's, let's, let's go for it. I think Yuri's going to get shut down regardless. Year. Honestly. I mean, he's already, I think over he'll his go through count. next week. I think he'll yeah. go through at least next week. Yeah. But I don't think he pitches much very far into September. Uh, Eli, I got Brighton's take. I got Kali's take. Now you seem like a very optimistic person to me. So I'm going to ask you now, are we folding already? Or do we still believe that this is a possibility we can make the playoffs? Uh, there's a possibility. It's just a very small margin for error. But um, you still believe? I, I think I, there's a scenario. There's a path. There's a path to get yeah. there. Um, a big piece of that path is going to be Soler. Uh, they're kind of downplaying this injury, but he didn't yeah. didn't play tonight, did he? Uh, they, they said they tried to put him in the lineup and then said that he's available as a pinch hitter. I, I won't really believe it until i see him on the field again um that's a question with him it's a hip issue with him that's not that far away from the back issue that obviously derailed him last year it's kind of uh it's an anxious time with him um especially when i saw 
Edwards yeah. didn't start in Jacksonville tonight. So right. there's some speculation there that that might be connected. Yeah, that is, well, that is my prediction is that he is going to be one of the September call-ups. I don't, I don't know how much they're going to use him. There's, there's no replacing Solaire if he does oh. go out and it's even a challenge if he's DH only the rest of the year, even that is going to be kind of difficult. Um, obviously got hurt in a game where he, he got hurt on a swing, but closely before that he was involved in a couple of those defensive plays including that one that near collision with the rise i don't think that's a coincidence so i i think either way that's that's a concern of mine that regardless of how the this weekend goes that if you don't have him at at full strength and that's one of the guys that's capable of carrying the offense an offense that, that continues to just struggle a lot um in recent weeks so that's that's a concern I have uh, Yuri. You brought him up. That's a pretty big piece of this as well. I, I'm more. I, I think he has a longer leash than you guys are leading on. The reason why they shut him down in the middle of the season is because they, when they brought him back, the idea was to give him a chance to finish the year from that point forward. Um, so I think they're going to continue to like have him on a training wheels in the middle of his starts. He's not going to go past six innings ever, and he's not going to go past ninety pitches ever. But I think they're going to give him a chance to finish this year in the rotation, and they'll need him to be obviously at the peak of his powers. Uh, so that's another critical player in all of this. I don't get too consumed with the uh, schedule talk. Um, I, I like these teams can change so much, even one week to the next. Like the Nationals were not a team that you would have given a second thought to looking at them a while back. But as we got closer to these matchups with them, you saw how they were playing so well and so consistently that despite their record, they're a pretty dangerous team to face. Um, I'm kind of more concerned about this stretch they have coming up without, I think it's 16 straight days without an off day for most of September. They go mm-hmm. straight from yeah. September 5th all the way to, to the, the 20th. 20th. Yeah, the 16th. That's really the, that's a part of the schedule. That is the elements of the schedule that would worry me the most is that they just don't have any off days two extra roster spots are nice, but um, like the, the extra spots that the Marlins are using here, those guys don't move the needle as much as I respect what Edwards has done at triple a. Um, like I, he's not a T he's not like that type of player. That's going to fundamentally change what they do. And even with that extra pitcher spot that they use, I don't think that's anybody that's going to really change things dramatically one way or another either. Whereas other teams that they call up, they have, more impactful prospects where they have more impactful guys returning from injury to use those spots on. So that's the part that, um, yeah, I think the most likely outcome is that they, they miss the playoffs. There is still a path here, but they just, they can't afford any more injuries here. And uh, yeah, they need, they need everything to go right from this point forward. If they call up the kids, I'm asking for a friend. What are the chances that we see Monteverde? <laughs> My friend being Brandon. Yeah, he, he was. He really stood out those first couple months of the year. But since he's been down in Double A again, it's been really yeah. not impressive. Um, he didn't handle Double A. Triple A. Triple A. Yeah, and the yeah the Triple A uh, cup of coffee that was forgettable yeah. for him. Uh, yeah, he's he's not gonna. I I don't see him coming up this year at any point. All right, uh, Cali. So you're sticking with your your guns, right? It's over. We're folding it up. Yeah, man, it's, uh, I'm, I mean, I don't blame I, you. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm the, yeah, I'm, I, I guess I'm the pessimist today, but yeah, I just, you're the spazzy. I'm, yeah. I'm the spazzy. It's, it's over, <laughs> sending the clowns. Let's, 
just enjoy, enjoy. We get to watch base. We have 27 more games of baseball, man, and then we get to to watch other yeah, people man. in the playoffs. So that's true because after this, we got what uh, five months with no baseball. Six, really. I mean, I guess we can't spring training five months. So it's it's a long time without any baseball. So definitely enjoy this last month. I got to make five it up months for you guys. That's fall season starting up. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I Coach Galley for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So I guess I'll move on to the predictions. Right. Uh. Coming up the next two weeks. Well, we already started the series against the Nationals. We took the first one, so we got three left, and then we have three against the Dodgers at home, which I need to get go to at least one of those games. So I will start with uh. Well, I usually start with Spats because he's the most optimistic one here. But since he's not here, let's start with Eli. How do you think that the next six games shake out? Uh, yeah, I'm accustomed to this on our show. We predict every series as well. And I've been kind of inconsistent with my results. I'll, I'll ride what, what I've already decided on with the Nats series. I had them entering the series winning three out of four, which means I have them winning oh, two out of God. the remaining three in here. Um, yeah, they'll be fine. I, I think that element of facing some of the same pitchers they already faced last weekend well, is going to be extremely helpful. You you meant the Marlins winning three out of four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Did it okay, come out differently okay. than that? Oh, yeah. That's how I, I – uh, my fault. I, I understood the Nats winning three out of four. I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, got you, got you. I feel better. Now. All right, <laughs> Yeah, winning three out of four. So, therefore, yeah, the Marlins taking two out of these remaining three in the series as well. Uh, the Dodgers, man, yeah, they're intimidating. That one game that they took against them was – uh, Tony Gonsolin pitching with a, I don't even know how you describe the shape his elbow was in, I, yeah. but it totally yeah. blown out elbow. And that made the difference. I think you could still take steal one game out of them at some point. Um, but that's about it. So the Dodgers winning two out of three. So overall those next six games, I think they split them down the middle three and three. And stay at 500, which is where we want to be, right? Cause we want that, that late run where you could just get two or three games over 500 and kind of hope for a wild card. Uh, Brian, what do you think in the next six games? Uh, three and three. I think we I think we can take three out of the Nats, just like Eli said, and I, I think we probably only take one out of the Dodgers. Um, and, and that is enough for me to still hold on hope for this for the playoff run. I think anything less than that, and I think we can kind of start start the countdown for the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I'm three and three. And Callie, what are you thinking, sir? Um, I'm, I'll be a little more optimistic. Four and two, you know, four and two. We'll keep it fun. Ooh. We'll keep it entertaining. We'll keep everyone's hope alive for a little bit, just so it hurts a little more at the end. <laughs> that is, that's who we are. Uh, so in that Dodger series, is we going to have Sandy uh, and Braxton pitching in those? Uh, your guess is as good as anybody's because yeah. he keeps teasing this idea of a six-man rotation um, okay. that potentially keeping guys more spaced out, except for Sandy, right. where Sandy would pitch every fifth game, but everybody else would be spaced out a little bit more. So it's it's a big question. We, Cueto well, is coming back. He's going to be in this rotation one way or the other, but we, I don't oh, know yay. how that moves things around. So, yeah, I'd say um, really uh, – murky situation the way that this lines up but yeah sandy will pitch at some point in that series for sure well I, i'm i'm with cali I, I i'm feeling optimistic i think that because that dodger series is at home we played well at home i think we can take two out of three against the dodgers even though they're the best hitting team in baseball i think if we have uh 
Brax and Sandy going two of those games, I think we have a good chance. And I'm with you guys. I think we could take three out of four against the Washington Nationals, which would be two out of the next three. So I'm going four and two also. So I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. And I think next Thursday we come back and I'm going to have to change that thumbnail around because obviously I'm feeling a little more optimistic after this episode. All right. Love it. I hope I'm wrong. I really right. do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, usually this is the part where I say thank you for joining us and let everybody know where they can find you. And I'm going to say it anyway, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows where they can find you anyway because, you know, you are the guy. So go ahead, Eli. Where can we find you? Yeah, it's in the, the fish on first logo. Yeah, wherever you find that logo, that's uh, me and my team over there. So you can find us. Uh, we're simulcasting this on our own YouTube channel as well. We're over there. We're on all our platforms. Um, we have our own podcast, Fish on First, wherever you find your pods as well. So, and if yeah. you're watching on Fish on First, you can find us at Battered Marlins fans. There you yes, go. yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I, I enjoyed out. listening to you guys. Yeah, you have a great rapport with each other. You've had some fun guests, and you've also had me, but you've had some fun guests. Uh, you had a good streak of fun guests before you got to me. <laughs> so yeah, so people can check. check I mean, you're not out. you're not dropping all your hip hop knowledge on us like Mish was, but or, yeah, or, or telling cool. us about his pimp stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I appreciate coming on with you guys. And uh, my guys, we're with us. It's it's a year round thing. So you say it's a month left in the regular season, but then right from there, we uh, I I love I have an obsession, not an obsession, but I keep my eye on, on winter ball stuff and fall ball stuff as well with like key prospects in the organization, how they stay busy over the winter. And the Marlins always have these interesting community events across the year as well. And my team is out there covering it, it checking in on uh, some of the players that stay. A lot of the players on this team stay in town even after the season ends because they live around here. So we always get yeah. good in, insight and stories uh, from that as well. So it's, yeah, it's a year round thing. And we. We appreciate people that uh, keep up with us on Fish on First. Yeah, man. And I, how optimistic are you for next season? Ooh, I mean, the the big question here is is Bruce at the highest level. How much is Bruce Sherman going to spend uh, to keep some of the key pieces intact and also to plug the big holes that they have? The the the, the biggest questions hanging over the franchise long term are shortstop and catcher. And uh, when you look at like this offseason, there's not a whole lot of easy routes to address those. They got to get really creative and they got to get uh, really expensive to figure out, to land some creative trades um, to address those positions as well. So, and a lot of that is going to come down to Bruce at the highest level, what he's comfortable doing. Um, he's been trending in a direction where they're investing more and more into the payroll. And as you guys have noticed, yeah, the attendance is up, uh, the revenue is up, that the team is getting, and you'd like to see that put allocated into the major league payroll as well. That's going to be a critical uh, piece of it between that and, and figuring out whether they have Solaire next season or Bell next season or both of them or neither of them. Like that's going to be a, a big factor contributing to all this. So those are the, the big things. But I think overall they have more clarity about this team than they did at entering 2023, right? The fact that we've seen Yuri – uh, actually mm -hmm. be the guy exactly as good as advertised. And there was a lot of hype and he has fully lived up to that. That's a starter that you can build around. Uh, that's a guy that is going to make an interesting conversation as to whether he's the ace of this team moving forward. That's a great conversation to have so that you have two guys that have that kind of ability um, and for have a rise. So we know you have a rise at least for next year and the year beyond that. So hopefully an extension gets done, but to have guys like that that are, building block centerpieces of the franchise and to have a manager uh, for all his ups and downs. I think 
a lot of people would prefer what Skip is doing to for sure. what the Mattingly era and um, the way that he yeah, the decisions he makes, the vibe that he brings. Um, that's another position that I feel like they have a good answer, at least for another year or so. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, it's this is a this is a window of uh, relevancy. I wouldn't say it's a window of contention or a championship window, but it's a window of that they haven't that's had a good in way a while. to put it. Yeah, 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 it's a window where yeah, you could feel I like, like they just a few things go their way and a few they make a few good decisions moving forward. Like that's going to be the difference between meandering in the middle of the pack versus actually cracking the playoffs a couple of years in a row. They have, they have some of the pieces in place that keep me really interested. And I'm just grateful that they're here compared to where they had been uh, to, in the era right before this one, which was pretty oh, yeah. dark at times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Eli, again, thank you a ton for joining us. It was, it was awesome having you on. Uh, hopefully better days coming in the, the near future because I don't want this season to be over. It started so fun. That uh, I just want this at least, even if we don't make the playoffs, I want to keep it close so that it just stays interesting. Because there's nothing like watching uh, competitive ball late into September and you know even in October or whatnot. So, all right. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, Branton? No, just uh, tune in. It's going to be an interesting week uh, to see where the future of the team lies and or future of the season, I should say, not the future of the team, but. Yeah, just just watch and and enjoy the race. I mean, who remembers a September when we cared about baseball games? That's it. That September first is tomorrow. So yeah, mm-hmm. we made it. Five hundred ball in September, and I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's rough the way we got here, but definitely it, it's fun. I'll take uh, it. It's been a uh, journey. Coach Cali, any final thoughts? <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, I know it's easy to get real down about kind of what we're experiencing right now. And, and, and I know I haven't been the most positive tonight and that's partially because I'm insanely sleep deprived right now, but um, you know, Brenton kind of nailed it. Like when was the last time that we were going to September and, and we had a glimmer of hope of making the playoffs or we were there in contention. This doesn't happen much. It hasn't happened much with this franchise. So enjoy it, write it out just because we don't finish strong. doesn't mean it wasn't a good season. Um, you know, if and, and like Eli said, there's a path that we get there. I don't, I don't, I don't see it as well as he does, maybe, but there is a path. Keep him enjoy it because then the last out is made and we miss it for five months. We miss the opportunity to bitch and moan. So enjoy it while it's here for sure. And then, I mean, I didn't get to count how many home games we have left before the season's over, but I mean, it's gonna we got three of the Dodgers, 12. Then we got the 12. 12. Yeah. You gotta make it out to the ballpark, man, because the chances to make it out to the ballpark before next March are, are slim. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, it, mm-hmm. gotta take advantage. All right, I gotta well, make it you... at least one more of the the flashback Friday games. At least yes. one more. You got the Braves and the Brewers. Pick your poison. The Brewers, definitely the Brewers. I'm I'll be out there. I'm telling everyone now. I'll be out there that last game, the 24th. I'll be there. So come find me. Oh, yeah. No, and I, I want to make it to the Dodgers game next week. All right, but that's neither here nor there. If you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please review, comment, share, like, all that other good stuff. Subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. As always, please like and subscribe. Share the, the name. And uh, if you're watching on Fish on First, you can find us at BatterFans.com. Oh, Batter, so, uh, 
thank you guys for uh, tuning in. And um, until the next one, hopefully we are still over 500. Have a good one. And...